You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. Welcome to another glorious episode of the Put on Waivers podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Douglas, along with James Amato and Mike Orlando. I am podcasting out of the beautiful shores of San Diego, Southern California. Um, Beautiful day today. Can't complain at all. 77 uh, 77 degrees today. Um, Beautiful day at the beach this morning. So... I'm sorry for those who cannot experience that, but, you know, it's a beautiful day. Uh, one thing I, I noticed, if you, you want to talk about a job where you're stealing money, uh, try being a, the, weather, the weather guy out in San Diego. That you're basically stealing money. I'm sorry. You're really stealing money. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not working too, too hard. 75 and sunny. 75, 75 and sunny. Is that if, right. <laughs> <laughs> in, a bad, in a bad baseball team. But, but but I digress. Uh, we have James Amato, who is podcasting out of the great state of Connecticut, home birthplace of the Hartford Whalers, home of the Hartford Yard Goats. Uh, you know, just Ben Baker's home. Ben Baker, yes. Where yes, Ben Baker. Where where Still? where Hall of Famer. Still lives in Connecticut. Huh? Where um. Ray Allen Hall of Famer went to school, so you know. Mm-hmm. James, Charles how are you Smith. today? I'm doing Charles good. Smith, doing yeah. really good. Okay. Um, we also have Mike Orlando. Mike Orlando is podcasting out of the great state of North Carolina. Our prayers and wishes go out to everybody out there uh, who will live on the shore. Please, please be safe uh, as hurricane season raises his ugly head again. North Carolina is, of course. Mike Mitchell Trubisky way out there in North Carolina, right? Right? You know you got. <laughs> Not quite. We'll talk about. Not quite. We'll, we'll it, talk, we'll may talk not about. Be the Mitchell star Trubisky. you think he is yeah. here. May not be as popular <laughs> here as you think. The home of uh, Coach K and Dean Smith. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. Trying to dodge Florence. Trying to dodge Florence, man. It'll be a close one for us. Uh, it's a good thing we're so not how, doing the so show tomorrow close. night. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so how close uh, will it come, you think? Our grocery stores are empty. So, I mean, you up until up until about yesterday, like last night, it was, uh, was going to hit us pretty hard. But um, over the last day, it looks like all the tracks pointed to going a little bit south. So we'll get the edge of it, it looks like, if anything. So some increased wind, yeah. stuff like that, but it's south of I'm, – I'm in the Raleigh area, so it's going to be probably – the eye of it's going to be pretty well south of us. Yeah, I didn't have – my only hurricane experience in my life was uh, Hurricane Gloria. Uh, and I remember, remember distinctly that my – we went to my, my grandmother. We lived in the suburbs. My grandmother lived in, lived in Hartford. And we all went to my grandmother's house because she's the only one that had power. And my grandmother, my grandmother is half Cuban, half Jamaican. She was, she, as soon as we walked in the house, where everybody was there. She was happy to have us there, but it was funny because she was like, "Oh, everybody moved to the suburbs, but the suburbs can't give y'all power, huh?" So she was, she was, she was giving, she was giving, she was giving us a little, <laughs> giving us a little jokes there. But um, rest in peace to, to Miss Carmen Brown. But uh, let's go right on to week one of the National Football League, or shall we call the new preseason? of the National Football League because basically when, when these teams don't play anybody in the preseason, week one can be a little sloppy. Some exciting games, though. Um, but first and foremost, let's start off with the surprise of the day and the, and the fact that uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick turned into you know, Joe Montana uh, overnight. Bucks, Saints, what a tremendous um, performance by the Bucks there. I thought that if any team was dead 
Thedforites, uh, you know, who going in there and you, and you thought they had no chance, James. And and for for me, for you and I, I think we both had the Saints going to Super Bowl. I got to I got to give the I give the Bucks a lot of credit going in there and just and just just tearing them apart. Forty eight points against that tough Saint defense. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. Wow, <laughs> you know what more can you say than that? I mean, I think out of any game over this past weekend, um, that that was the most surprising. I, I you know I read some stats that like the um, that that game knocked like fifty percent of people out of so many suicide pools um, who who picked the Saints <laughs> to just crush Tampa Bay, um, you know, and it, it was crazy, like. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, you know it's it's what it's an odd number year, so he's due for a good year. It, it looks like um, just a great game by him to outplay Drew Brees. You know one of the one of the all time greats in, in football. It was it was just incredible. Um, you know is it a true outlay of what the season's going to go like? No, I, I think he hit the nail on the head there, Dwayne. With week one is now preseason. Um, I, actually, I, I think the first two weeks of the season are pretty much preseason and um, you know, and we'll, we'll get to it later with Khalil Mack not playing all preseason and having the game he had, but still it's, it's, you know, that, that game was mind blowing to see the score and to see what was going on there. I was getting the updates on my phone. Um, I was at work on Sunday. So that, that scores just kept coming through, coming through. And I, I could not believe what was going on with, with the Buccaneers. I actually thought they were going to lose the game. I, I thought New Orleans would come back and actually win the game even when they were when they were up big, but now Tampa Bay held on and uh, in incredible fashion they did it. But you got to give Fitzpatrick a lot, a lot of credit, man. He, he looks good out there. You know, um, that's the types of games he plays that get him those long term contracts. I guess. <laughs> I guess so, uh, Mike. Your thoughts on this is the kind of the surprise of the day in Week One with uh, with the Bucks um, beating the beating the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, I got that. This is, you know, being down here in North Carolina, this was actually my one o'clock game, the regional game here. So um, I actually uh, uh, got to see quite a bit of this game. You know, what? other than other than Fitzpatrick, obviously, we've already we've already kind of talked about how just he just played great. I mean, watching the game. I mean, there was I, I think I texted uh, Dwayne in the beginning, probably second quarter. I said, nobody's playing any defense in this game at all. Uh, they just kept scoring every time down. And there were big plays, too. I, th- I think one surprise the big surprise I had was the way, you know, the saints coming off a very good defensive year just gave up big play after big play. It wasn't like they were, um, you know, they they didn't even run the ball real well. I I think Barber had, I think 70 yards right around. So it it was all through the air and it was Sean Jackson's like everybody was forgetting about Deshaun Jackson and he just ran by everybody. Two touchdowns. um, Very, I mean, just, just had a great game. Um, That was the biggest, the, 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 simple fact that new orleans you go into the game and you think uh winston's out uh, i'm thinking maybe tampa's going to want to slow things down a little bit run the ball you know maybe maybe try to pound away play good defense maybe on their on their side um but just complete opposite just just went head on with uh with drew Brees and the saints and 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 outscored him i didn't think it was possible but um they do have weapons I think... on tampa bay we do have weapons and we, we you know you they have some guys who can get down the field. And Evans, we didn't even talk about Evans, but you think about the combination of receivers. They've got weapons there to, to play with. And I think the one thing that really helped them here, James, you can attest to this, when 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 Brady got suspended, right, and the Patriots were underdogs at they, – they, they, they started the season at uh, the Cardinals. And that's when the Cardinals were, were playing good, playing good football. Everybody thought the Cardinals were going to win that game easy. But I think having the entire offseason, it wasn't like a surprise suspension. It was like, okay, it would happen during the offseason, and you had the whole offseason to, to prepare Fitzpatrick for that game. Also, like, that's how – that game was like Garoppolo's um, coming out party, right? Everybody saw how saw him play in a, in a real game, and then it said, oh, my God, you know, he's the next coming. So I think that having that entire off, having that, having the entire um, offseason to really know that you were going to be without Winston – and then you're coming in with Ryan Fitzpatrick, kind of helped a veteran guy who can, you know, he can make plays. He's he's erratic. I mean, he'll it wouldn't surprise any of us if he threw five picks next week, but but that's but that's but but, but, but that's but but he is. I mean, he is he he is he's a if he's your backup quarterback, you feel good. 
Like you feel good. Yeah. You really yeah. do feel good about his performance. And no question, no question about it. Um, going on to Sunday night football, and this was, you know, basically, you know, almost like a, almost like a NBA game where you had two superstars going, but going, going at it back and forth. Unfortunately for Khalil Mack, he can't play on the offensive side of the football because that's where this team lost. The Bears lost this game between the Packers on Monday night. They were smoking in the first half, Mike. They were playing great. Khalil Mack was doing, you know, was basically LT-ish, if you will, in that game. Yes. Thoughts about that? Thoughts about, um, you know, the Packers' comeback? Tremendous comeback in the fourth quarter. No, it was great. I mean, it was one of those games, too, where, you know, sometimes you can almost smell it that it's going to – that things might change tides a little bit. But the uncertainty of of, uh, of Rodgers and, and physically if he was going to be able to make it was it was because Deshaun Kaiser wasn't going to win. <laughs> wasn't going to come back and win that game. So just the idea, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, where you get a score, the, the Packers get a field goal, you know, get on the board, and then and then things just start rolling, and then you can start to feel it. And it's one of those things too where if you have a team that is is struggling to win games or has has the last few years, you could almost feel it. Um, you know, as, you know, they scored again and scored again. And, and it was just, you know, it was just kind of, uh, you know, felt like it was meant to be at the end. But it was still a huge play. Rodgers just unbelievable, um, just just incredible. It did look like to me, I know there's folks out there saying, was he actually, you know, was he hurt, this and that. I don't even understand uh. why, why anybody would fake getting injured and come back. Um, but um, I, I, was, I was surprised that Mac played so well. Um, but he wasn't as much of a factor at the end, and, and um, I think part of it was because it looked like the Packers were getting rid of the ball, but, you know, just the style of play on offense. They kind of picked up the pace and I think tired the, the front line of the of the Bears out and allowed them to, to uh, make some plays in the second half. And, again, they just weren't able to close it out either. I think the Bears and Trubisky, they just weren't able to close it out. They, they needed at least something in the, in the second half, and they weren't able to do it. James, I'm looking at, you know, the the Bears here. Do you feel like – I don't like Trubisky as a quarterback. Um, I do like Nagy's ability to call plays. I think if you watched any of that game, you saw some really some really cool formations. Tariq Owen – I mean, sorry, Tariq Cohen is going to be a tremendous um, – a, a, you know, flex running back for anybody doing fantasy, along with Howard. They seem to have some. You know, um, Trey Burton is a, a tight end who who can give them something as well. But when they needed just a field goal, and they needed to drive the length of the field with two minutes left, those cute plays aren't going to work. Sometimes you got to line up and just be able to throw the football down the field, and he wasn't able to do that. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't able to adjust to the moment. Uh, they weren't able to change the offense up. Um, didn't, you know, didn't look comfortable at all in those situation. Um, you know, the bears, they have to put that game away. Um, I was shocked Rogers came back out, especially with it being week one and everything. And not really a playoff game. Um, he hasn't had a strong practice this week either, but, um, you know, they've had him sit a lot, but yeah. Um, Trubisky, you know, no two minute offense. And that, that, that hurt them. Um, that, that definitely hurt them. They tried to run the exact same offense for the last two minutes. I, I do realize going into that, they had the two timeouts left, but um, yeah, they, they just did not look very comfortable or in sync in, in those, those last, you know, two plus minutes that they had the ball. And that uh, was something you really got to look at. You know, you, you have to be able to adjust to those situations. And, um, you know, he came up with a lot of hype. Um, they threw him, you know, threw him out there last year, put him in last year to play, rode the season with them. I, for one, was expecting a different Trubisky this year, but right now it's it's what we saw last year, and they have to do something with that offense and definitely adjust that that two minute offense. They they need to come up with a with a running gun and no huddle, just just something that to move that ball downfield. Yeah, I mean you have to you have to be able to you know to get the ball downfield. Um, you can't just think and dunk the whole game, and you can't call little, you know, reverses, you know, cute plays all the time. You gotta be able to line up and just throw the football down the field in the pocket and play some conventional NFL football. Hundred percent of the time, the the defense in that that territory is gonna is gonna play the bend don't break, and they're gonna give you the yards, and, and they still couldn't come up with plays to get those yards. And 
again, you're not looking to march the whole field. You probably want to get down to like, you know, to, to play it safe, the 30 yard line to, to even have a chance at a 48 yarder. But, but still, you know, it's, you didn't have that much far to, to move the ball. And, and again, you couldn't even really do anything against that. Then don't break, break uh, defense, you know, and you get sacked on, on fourth and 10. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, it, it, the fourth and 10 wouldn't even, if, if uh, um, Clay Matthews didn't do one of the dumbest, I mean, he took like four <laughs> steps and then hit the quarterback. I mean, I couldn't we, believe he actually we were, did that. We were joking. <laughs> we were joking. That was a penalty in 1985. Maybe he was dedicating the game to Clay Matthews' as senior. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but I was trying to figure out what that was. I mean, play. <laughs> uh, seriously, that was unbelievable. But um, you know, so to, to Rogers' credit, I think that where we are now, with quote unquote, and you and um, you know, we all three of us have texted the back and forth about how where we are with uh, sports, you know, journalism, if you want to call it that. These guys are when when, when you have a national television show and you are questioning whether or not somebody uh you know is is faking an injury like that i mean basically you're saying that aaron Rodgers tapped out and didn't want no part of this game yeah. just to come back and i mean i mean that's just a lot of thought process yeah, it doesn't maybe make just, any sense it doesn't make any yeah, sense yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> i would i would say i mean like, and I like would say this crazy I, i'm sorry no about the packers if I was a Packer fan, I might be a little bit concerned they got skunked in the first half by the Bears at home. Uh, that that might worry me. Their offense didn't look that effective until the second half, and, and the Bears not necessarily they have a good defense, but not necessarily a great team. Being down 17 nothing at the half, I, I want to watch them to kind of say, you know, is, is that something to be concerned with moving forward, though? They didn't look great. They, I would say one, they played one good quarter. Yeah. I would say one thing I like is I think Mike I think Mike Pettin looked lost in the in the first quarter, but then but then they the, the, they quickly regrouped and kind of, and, and kind of shut yeah. down what the Bears were trying to do. I give him credit for that. I also yeah. I I gotta I gotta make a proper proclamation that my two coaches in the NFL that I don't like at all, James is Mike McCarthy and Mike Tomlin because I just think they're horrible. And I don't know what they do because their team is just. I, I just yeah. feel like with McCarthy, I, I don't. I don't see any creative design. I feel like it's just. I feel like the initial play called never gets yards, but then you have one of the greatest players of all time, so he just improvises, holds the ball in the pocket, you know, slides left or right, steps up in the pocket, and makes plays with his legs or his arm down the field. That's why and, he, and he's so pinpoint accurate. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. Same thing with Tomlin, and we'll talk about the Bears. I'm mean, excuse me, talk about the Steelers and the Browns later on. I just feel like he's just a guy who is just yelling and screaming with no schematic ability, um, or if he has it, he hasn't shown it because that team does, that team is just underachieved for a long time under Tomlin. Um, as far as as far as that Monday night game goes, listen, Khalil Mack is tremendous. He he can do a whole lot of things. He's gonna also help that defensive line that already has some talented players on it. Um, if you're not gonna Play Brokon Smith. I'm not sure why you drafted him for in first round. You probably could have went somewhere else. Maybe trade back and get a quality, you know, speed receiver on that team because because they definitely need that. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you know, I like Danny Danny Trevathan a lot, and he's still fairly young, so I'm not sure why they you know why they made that deal. But as far as the Bears go, it's all about the quarterback, and I think you're gonna see with this team now. This is a big game for the Bears now coming up this week. You're, you, you have a lot of hype around you. Everybody saw you play the Packers really well. You're at home against Seattle. This is not, you know, this is not, you know, Legion of Boom, Seattle. This is a new Seattle who, who, who you can't move the football on. If he struggles against this defense and, they, and Mac does his thing and sacks Russell Wilson a bunch of times, but Russell Wilson still comes up and, and wins the game, I think you're going to be looking. I think you're going to be there's going to be some um, issues there because now you're allocating twenty million dollars, over twenty million dollars a year to a player who, while he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, can't get you where you need to go. Monday Night Football, Monday Night Massacre, if you will, um, in both games. Let's start off with the uh, 
two veteran quarterbacks on Monday Night Football just didn't show up in, in Carr and, and Matthew Stafford. The Jets willing to, you know, Lauren Hill used to have a line that said um, they, they they build you up just to lose the championship. Well, I mean, for the, for the Jets, the Jets never get the championship, but they but they their fans are going to be built up with their chest out. If you listen to WFN this week, you'd think, you know, hey, this team's going on, this team's going all the way. But I will give James, James I will give them a lot of credit. Uh, James, James, I will give them a lot of credit here where it looks like the players, the, the head coach Todd Bowles is a guy who loves defense, loves having talented defensive backs. And then Jamal Adams and some of the other pieces they have there, Darren Lee, it looks like they have at least, you know, some pieces defensively to really, um, you know, make it difficult for some of these teams to score on them. Yeah, it um, it just look good. I mean, you know, or was Detroit that bad? I mean, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, you're still reading a lot about Detroit, the the players not liking, uh, you know, playing for the new head coach and – you know they're not fans of Matt Patricia, but but the Jets looked amazing. I mean, you called it. You, you, you know, called it, by the way. Yeah, it's you know, and and, it's, and the rumor, you know, the rumors, the story, not even rumors now. The stories, the stories are getting worse. Where the players are, you know, just complaining about practices and and being told to run when they mess up a play and stuff like that. And it's crazy. I think that whole team's going to implode. And, and unfortunately, I, I think Patricia's going to be one and done in Detroit. You know, I don't think he's going to get, uh, uh, you know, the Matt Millen treatment there and get, and get 10 years <laughs> in Detroit. Um, but yeah, it, it did not look good, but I don't want to take any credit away from the Jets because, because the Jets played a great game. Um, you know, the Twitter was, was a story of, of Jet fans misery from the first pass to, you know, the, the whole thing turned around by, by the end of the game, you know, just reading, you know, Jets fans who I know reading them on social media and Twitter and, and even even like the big porters uh, covering football were like, oh, here we go, same old Jets, first pick. You know, here's your franchise savior, first pass, return for pick six. Same old Jets, here we go again. And then Darno just, you know, a lot of young quarterbacks would have been thrown off by that. And, and he had a solid game. And, and you have to give the Jets a lot of credit. I mean, that's just an amazing, amazing game for them to, to start the season off. And, you know, I – I was one of those people who questioned why would you put the Jets on Monday Night Football, and and they proved me wrong, you know, to kick off the season. Why the why the Jets? You know, Detroit's obviously the team who shouldn't have been there, but um, yeah, it was a good game, and and Todd Bowles has been sticking by that team, and that defense is looking good. So, um, you know, more more power to them. Mike, I can't believe in Detroit that a. Belichick disciple wouldn't do well as a head coach. I mean, they've they've had such a great track record. I can't believe they see he's struggling there already. It's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Detroit is struggling is funny. But, you know, I think a little bit more. We we you know the the Jets here and, and Donald are getting a lot of a lot of credit, which they should. I, I don't mind the you know is are, is Detroit that bad or the Jets that good? It doesn't matter because the Jets, the Jets smoked them. I mean, if you're talking the Jets winning. 20 to 17 or something like that. I mean, the, the Detroit's terrible. If the team is bad and you and you whip them, then you should whip them. You know, so I, I don't I don't have a problem with that part. You have to play bad teams and good teams in the NFL, so they deserve credit for that. I, I'm actually more disappointed in somebody like Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm not surprised the coach, obviously, and, and, and James is right. The stories are getting worse um, because I think more, especially as team as this team loses more games potentially. We all know that, that as teams lose and things get worse, um, the, the spirits in the locker room don't get better. <laughs> they get worse, and then you're going to have more leaking of information, and it, the stories will probably get worse and worse as the year goes on. Um, it's it's kind of like, are we getting to the point with Matthew Stafford that we're like put up or shut up? I mean, at some point, because he's had good years. He's a little bit inconsistent. Opening night, he comes out with, with a, you know, throwing four picks. I'm just – um, I was surprised by that. I guess maybe I shouldn't be, but I think he deserves a lot of uh, a lot of blame for this as well. But it seems like a dysfunctional situation. But still, the Jets deserve credit. They came out. They it started terrible for them. I mean, even in a situation with Detroit, something like a pick six to start the game is usually a good a good way to start. But it almost seemed like uh, almost seemed like it backfired a little bit. Um, I guess we'll, well yeah. that's why they play the season now. But it's a good it's the best possible way the Jets could have started off with Darnold with Darnold starting. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, the defense did a tremendous job in this game, and 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 that's that's Todd Bowles's calling card. If he can get this defense, if they can, you know, and if they can be anywhere from between seven and nine and seven and nine, nine and seven. And with the, with a rookie quarterback and this young defense, yeah. the rookie quarterback can stay yeah. healthy for the entire year. This is a really good – people, Jet fans can say, hey, you know what, we're going somewhere. Not to mention they have $90 million right. in, cap, in cap room, and they don't have to pay um, Sam Darnold for another three years. So this is the time to build up their team, and they already have a they already and he's have got average, defense. he's got average weapons. He's got average weapons on offense that he's working with right now, too. I mean, well, there's no well, standouts. Well, Ronnie, right now, Ronnie Anderson. Ronnie Anderson is a is a very very good deep threat. Quincy Enumera is just kind of tweener guy between tight end and wide receiver, who's yeah. a pretty good player. But um, they 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 run it. They're doing it. They're doing a good job running the football. Um, this guy's all. Yep. And w- 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 one thing you like about Darnold, he's all he's all football. He 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 doesn't worry about anything else. He 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 wants to. He's there when the coaches get there or before the coaches get there working out. So that's always a good sign for a um a, a rookie quarterback. So, as much as I would love to skip the second game of the doubleheader. The 20 years of futility continue out there in Oakland. But it's only one game. I'm not going to go crazy about one game just yet. Uh, I think the one thing that analyzing the Rams in Raider game is just with Carr, I don't – he's going to – never going to tell you that he's worried about getting hit. He's not going to tell you that he's worried about um, somebody coming in low and, and breaking his leg or anything like that. But I think it's, I think it's there. I think it's there in his head. I think it's obvious. Uh, I can, I, I'm going to send you guys a, a video later on to show you just, just a, just a, uh, a kind of a, a synopsis of the problem that I'm seeing. Um, with Derek Carr, you're supposed to look deep to short. He's looking short to, sh- to short to even shorter. Sometimes there was a there was a there's a couple there's a couple of video plays that I, that I uh, that I have. But one particular three wide receiver set, it's Akeem Talib versus Amari Cooper. He looks off the safety. The safety is nowhere, and it's just and he when I tell you that Amari Cooper leaves him leaves uh, leaves Akeem Talib in the dust. It is like it was like me running against Usain Bolt in the hundred. It was bad, and to him to not to, for him to, to check that down is not a good thing. Something's going on with him as far as that goes, and I think that's the, that's the issue. That's the biggest issue in the game because if he plays to to the 2016 level, um, yes, the Rams probably probably win the game, but they maybe they win the game on a late Zerline field goal, not going away with uh, a Marcus Peters pick in the end zone at the end. But I do love, I tell you, if, there, if there's a guy who's just a football, uh, just a great football mind, a great football guy, uh, you know, Sean McVay is in it. Boy, he's in it to win it. He wants to, I mean, he's up by 10, up by, remember, remember, James, you remember the, remember the, the year the Patriots won, the Patriots went um, 15 and one, no, 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 I'm sorry, undefeated, whatever, in the regular season? Yeah. How they, they would be up by you know, 30, and still throwing bombs to, to Welker and Moss. That's what he does. Yeah. I, I kind of I, yeah, I love that. I kind of love that. They're pros. They're pros. And uh, if, you, if you can't stop them, that's too bad. Everybody's getting paid. Um, thoughts on the Rams um, going forward, um, James, after their impressive Monday night showing? Yeah. I mean, again, Rams, their whole offense didn't play in the preseason. I mean, that Ram game, the Ram Raider game, is the entire reason that every NFL preseason game should be free um, because nobody plays in the preseason. Um, you know, the first half was almost like practice for the Rams. They, they had to shake out some cobwebs, get the offense familiar with each other. They just came out in the second half. I mean, the Rams are my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think we saw what I'm expecting them to play like all year long. I'm expecting a big year out of them. Um, you know, I was hoping for a closer game. But, yeah, Derek Carr still looks – Still looks a little gun shy out there. Um, you don't know what's going on with him if it's in the back of his mind or whatnot. Um, the injuries adding up and everything over the years, but uh, the Rams Rams looked really really good. Um, Talib had an impact. Sue had an impact, and of course Peters. Um, you, you had to love the Peters beast mode. Um, 
touchdown after the interception, the way he went into the end zone. That was pretty funny. Um, and again, not showing anyone up, but yeah, you, you have to, I mean, let's go back to the bears game. If the bears would have kept the pedal down and scored some more points in that game, especially when Rogers was out, that might be a different game, a, a different way we kicked off the show. But you know, you, it's the NFL, you're, you're paid athletes. Everyone on the team is getting paid. Um, keep, playing out there keep running that score up don't let any team get back into a game the first thing the first anatomy of a comeback is to take your foot off the gas pedal um as far as you know the the raiders and rams i know mike you didn't see the you, you didn't stay up the whole t- the whole night for that one but thoughts on uh, car and i mean car and, and it's kind of his inability to kind of stay in the pocket um and and hang in there he's seeing pressure when pressure is not there Right. I actually stayed up till halftime. I DVR'd and watched the rest the next day. So um, I was able to see it all. Uh, I was, you know, I was watching that the, the first part of this game. We were talking about how the Raiders just have to stay close. And, you know, obviously first half they have the lead. I mean, you, you have to be happy with the way at least they, hang, they hung in there. The only thing that I would say is the Rams, you know, the Rams, it almost looked like they were just trying to get warmed up with, with all the offensive weapons they had. But Carr, you know, one thing that I, that I did see, he did get, he, he definitely looks like he's almost ready to get hit, you know, quite a bit, which um, I, I think they're going to have a difficult time if, if it, that, if that continues mainly because their best, their best offensive player, in my opinion, again, my opinion, best offensive players, Amari Cooper touches the ball one time all night. That's a problem. I mean, that's a big problem and he's not going to be able to get downfield if, if, uh, if Carr's not able to hang in there and, uh, um, hang in there and take some hits potentially. I know Jared Cook had a great game. It's it's not a traditional thing for him. I mean, he he can make plays. And actually, if you watch him, holy cow, he looks like a great tight end, or he should be doing this week in and week out. Maybe he will. Sometimes it's just fit. But they need to get the ball into Cooper's hands more and get him involved. I mean, he's he's literally a, just a huge playmaker. I was encouraged in the first half, and then and obviously things you get a pick six late in the game. This happened to the Giants too, where they kind of it can it can throw things off and and uh, and this can make the game a little bit more more lopsided than it was. But um, get get Cooper the ball. I was encouraged by Marshawn Lynch. I thought he he definitely is not finished. He he has um, a lot left in the tank. So um, you know Gruden getting getting one game under his belt. I wasn't totally discouraged as a Raider. I don't I don't think you should be as a Raider fan. Rams are going to do that to a lot of teams. They just are. They have too many weapons. Yeah, I mean they. I mean they're they're a tremendous they're a tremendous team. Great, great, well coached. I think that one of the best things that McVay did was to go get Wade Phillips to be his defensive coordinator. I mean, I thought that was just. I mean, that's just that 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 right there alone. You knew that he was like, you know what? I'm an offensive guy. I got to work with Jared Goff. I don't got time to be worrying about whatever, whatever. You just let me know what defenses you're going to be going. You're going to be running. And I'll just try to score as many points as I possibly can. And one thing that we know about the Rams, they can definitely score a lot of points. And listen, Todd Gurley, everything goes through Gurley. He is just fantastic. I mean, he is. Yep. He runs. It, 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 it's like it's almost like watching Dickerson run without the fumbles. I mean, he just he just he is just tremendous <laughs> um, out, of the, out of the backfield. So um, they might actually the Rams, they might but, actually be the they might actually be the team that actually uses Brandon Cooks right way too i mean they yes. were, they yeah. used them quite a bit yeah and and the, and the only thing i can see in the game is like it's like to me is you know a, a couple of, a, a, there's three or four times where you know the raiders had the secondary had hands on balls where they could have easily intercepted them they play a better team that might be an issue but listen they're, they're going to keep coming at you and they could definitely score points um wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing maybe a little bit something a little bit of something from um the tight end position but they got three wide receivers cooper uh, cooper cup uh woods uh and uh and uh, uh brandon cooks is is something else so we'll see what happens with the rams going forward um eagles Falcons now that now the Falcons are going to be in some trouble coming up here because not only did the Falcons lose this game in typical Steve Sarkeesian Falcons manner, but they lose Keanu O'Neal, um, Deion Jones, they're really talented uh, middle linebacker number forty-five. He is going to be out. He's on IR, so hopefully they'll be having back by you know the halfway point. Uh, James, how incredibly disappointed are you with 
a team like the Falcons who are just if you just go by the roster and the the teams I play on Madden, everybody when I play online on Madden, everybody, everybody picks the Falcons almost every every time I play. <laughs> but every time I get to catch a game online, they are one of the most talented teams in football. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with the Falcons? Yeah, I, I you know I. I'll admit I was wrong on this one. I, I had the Falcons crushing the Eagles in this game. I did not think this was going to be a close game at all. And and to be as low scoring as it was, you know, it, it's kind of what I expected out of the Eagles, uh, but not what I expected out of the Falcons. Um, you know, Matt Ryan did not look very comfortable out there. He it's almost like um, it's almost like he's a, he's a pitcher who forgot how to throw strikes. I mean, the the, the precision passing that we've known from him in the past is, is just not there. And you know, he he definitely was not Matty Ice last Thursday because he he looked bad. Um, you know, even you had the ball where they had it to end the game and, and to basically not get it to anyone's hands or get into their hands but out of bounds and, and throw it away like that. God, it's it, you really have to wonder. And it wasn't just those plays. There was other plays in the game, you know, where you're just watching some of his passes just to not look on target. And you have to wonder if there's something else going on there. Um, you know, is this an Eagle team that – you know, you think of, of Seattle and the Legion of Boom when they lost to the Patriots, how, you know, it was offense versus defense complaining about that game. And that carried on for a couple of years, you know. Are they still carrying over the hangover, losing that Super Bowl to the Patriots and how they lost it and not having much faith in their coaching staff anymore? Yeah, I mean, Mike, the Falcons, Sarkeesian is not getting the job done. I think the defense played pretty good in this game. If you have 18 points on the road, when you have you know Julio Jones, the Devontae Freeman, and all those guys, you figure you're going to win the game. They don't, and now they have a, a tough home game coming up here with the Carolina Panthers. What are your thoughts about the uh, about, about the Falcons here, and where do they go, especially with these defensive injuries? These are huge injuries for this team. The, 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 the two guys they lost are all pros. Yeah, those are, those are huge lo- huge losses. And actually, if you went into the game last week. And we said Nick Foles is going to have 117 yards passing with one pick and no touchdowns. We would all be saying exactly what I, I thought the Falcons would win. But then James, you know, you would think it would be a blowout in that case. Um, going back, you yeah. know, the one thing, half of almost half, you know, Matt Ryan put the ball up 43 times. 19 of those throws were, were headed towards Leo Jones. He he just might want to factor in someone else. I'm just, you know. He, he might just want to look somewhere else to to maybe throw off the defense a little bit. I know, I know he caught ten of them, and he you know for almost 170 yards. I know it, and they he actually took potentially you know uh, what people think is a catch away, um, I think it was around 50 yards. So I know it was a big play, that individual play, but it did look like he's just he's literally just you know setting back there and looking at Julio Jones, and that's it. Um, Devontae Freeman wasn't all that active in the offense. Um, him and Tevin Coleman still split everything. They have, they have weapons all over the place, and they're going to have to with defensive uh, injuries like that. They're going to have to open it up even more. I mean, they have the offense to do it. And again, you're just going back two years where we were literally saying they're unstoppable on on offense because they have so many weapons, and and the fact that they were strategically moving the guys around. They have a ton of weapons. I'm not sure, you know, what the pro. Obviously, where I think we're talking about Sarkeesian being the problem. Some of it's got to, got to rest on Matt Ryan, though. He's been in the league a long time. It's a little bit like Stafford. Ryan's much more accomplished than Stafford, but some of it, he's got to take some of the blame uh, for, for the offense scoring scoring 12 points here. I mean, he's got to. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Something's going on there. And I don't know why the head coaches want to die on the vine for assistant coaches. I don't get it. Like, if you – it's nothing wrong. I The, the – the, the Baltimore Ravens went from I think I forgot they changed offensive coordinators in the middle of the season, got rid of Cam Cameron, and I forgot who they they um they exchanged they changed them they they changed the new offensive coordinator too, but they didn't win the Super Bowl because he was like you know what why are we asking Joe Flacco to do all these things let's run the ball and throw the ball down the field he has a huge arm and they ended up winning the Super Bowl and and, and he went to the playoffs and didn't even throw a pick. In 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 all in all four in all three games in the playoffs, so I would um, 
if I was, you know, in charge of the of, of the of the Falcons, I would definitely uh, make sure we look at Steve Sarkeesian and see whether or not probably give him one more week. And after that, if they if they put up a dud against the Panthers, it's time to move on. Time to move on. Time to move on. Time to move on. Quick break. Talk about some um, my thoughts on the run pass option and how you can stop it. How would you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today, but you didn't get a ticket? Now, that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get Carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster. With Carbonite, you get a do-over. You get your pictures and your other priceless files back. Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed-up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code FREETRIAL. That's Carbonite.com, offer code FREETRIAL. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. Love Talk You thought the Lakers had a big game, James? Wait till you hear our guy, James Amato, on the Put On Waivers podcast. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think that when he says there's a whole lot of superstars on this stage tonight, he's talking about the three of us. I think there's no question about that. <laughs> um, so Rev Run has a show on Netflix now, right? So where he plays a rapper post-rap career. And my niece says, oh, you know what? He's, he's, just, he's not a real rapper. He plays one on TV. That's when you know you got some years on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like everybody in the house were like what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> it was so funny it was so funny but um the run pass option um james and mike one of my one of my probably not, not one of my least favorite plays but it, it, it's there in the nfl and it, it, it kind of made you see it in the high school now you see so it started in high school you see it in the pros and then you see it in college where it really kind of take off a lot of these teams um chip kelly everybody does that stuff now so you, I saw something in the in the Titans Dolphins game that I'm happy that it happened. Not that happy that Marcus Mariota got hurt, but I'm happy that it's happening. If you are going to run the, if you're going to run this play, James, the run past option. You're you have the quarterback with the ball in the belly of the other uh, running back. If you're a defensive end or a linebacker, you have no idea who has the ball. So whether he hands the ball off to the quarterback, I mean, excuse me, whether the quarterback keeps it or whether the running back has it, every time that play happens, I'm going to pound the quarterback into the ground because that's a free hit on the quarterback. And you saw it in in, in the Miami game, and now Mariota's hurt, and they don't know what they're going to do now because he has a hand injury. That's how I've always seen the way to stop the run pass option. I'm not sure why teams don't do it. The quarterback is live in the running game. Um, thoughts about you know, Mariota's injury and now the run pass option with some of these quarterbacks who, who continue to try to run it. Yeah, it's one of those plays. It's one of those one of those fad plays, um, you know, where it's the hot thing, we're going to do it. Um, obviously you don't want to see anyone get hurt, but like you called out, like, you know, at that point, the quarterback is, you know, open, he's not holding the ball and, um, he, he's a target and, and you got to go for it. Um, I just can't believe you you sat there for 12 hours watching that game. (laughs) That's what, that's what red zone is for. I I did not watch that whole game. (laughs) (laughs) But I do give, I will I will game. give 
I will give Dolphins fans credit who stayed for that game. I, I think I think that thing that's that's a tremendous that's a cool thing. Uh, if you if you stayed through that, I give you credit for that one. Um, Mike, any thoughts on that? No, I'd agree with you. I, I think you know it. it uh, there were a lot of folks that came out when when this started coming coming into the league. There were a lot of a lot of coaches and a lot of analysts saying this is only going to be a fad. It's not going not going to be something that's going to continue. It might might continue in some form, but not as we were as we were seeing it. And a lot of it was because of the injuries. I think RG3's career is probably an example of why not to why not to put your team in a situation like that where your quarterback is is a high percentage of the time um, doing run pass option just just based on just based on the fact. Guys can't hold up, you know, to, to, to getting injured. And Mariota's not a not a small guy. Um, you know, RG three is a pretty small guy. Mariota's bigger than that, and still, you know. And I know Mariota was annoyed by he, he thought the the hit was illegal, but these guys that that put themselves in those situations, the coaches that put themselves in those situations, they've got to understand that a team has to defend it. They're not just going to let it happen, um, and, and and then all of a sudden he keeps it. And he, you know, he's going 40 yards. I mean, you have to defend it, and the way to defend it is to hit, hit the whoever's potentially going to be running the ball. So I, I agree with you 100. percent It's it's strategically, I think, good for for a team to use, but if they use it too much, they're, they're you're bound to run into situations like this. Um, and now and now they're down a quarterback potentially. So um, and this was a team that had some promise. So they're 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 going to be heading into some tough uh, tough games over the next week or two. James, let's go to let's go to um, Cleveland now. If you're the Browns, how should you really feel? I mean, could you, do you really celebrate a tie? I'm not sure if you can if you can really do that. Good comeback by them. Good come good comeback by them. But I guess if you lose all those games and you're Hugh Jackson, you you will celebrate this tie and kind of try to move on and try to build on this. Um, it's early in the season. Can I mean they do have a they do have a capable quarterback who's erratic, but he can make plays. Um, Thoughts on the Browns? I mean, you called it before the season started or earlier. You thought that the Steelers would have issues this year. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what. That was the game of the day for me. It was, it was an exciting game. I actually got to watch it. Um, we were were able to stream it in the break room for a while, so I was popping back there to see what was going on. And um, you know, you, you can't get any more browner than the Browns got because they had a Browns kind of game. I mean, I thought that you know when the Steelers missed that field goal. Um, and the Browns had the chance to win it. You know, I, I'm not even a Browns fan, I guess, but I'm a Steelers hater. So, you know, I was rooting for the Steelers to lose, but it was, um, I just felt bad. I, I felt bad that the team put that much effort out there and, you know, they can't lose 16 games this year. They can only lose 15, but they, they play with, play with a lot of spark, but you can't, even with the missed field goal, like you, you can't lose a game and, which during regulation, the opposing quarterback and, and team turns the ball over five times. Um, six total turnovers in that game for the Steelers. Steelers just did not look good um, at all in any aspect to give that lead up. Um, the Browns, again, they were exciting to watch. Um, you know, let's see what they do in New Orleans this week and everything. But, yeah, I I guess as a Brown, if you're a Browns fan, I guess you can accept the tie. Um, but someone who, you know, I, I felt bad. I felt bad for the Browns players too, because, you know, you thought for sure that, that, that losing streak was over. And, you know, now we have to go on to another week to see, you know, when are the Browns going to win a game? Uh, Mike Le'Veon Bell. Now he is probably to running backs. What Khalil Mack is the pass rushers. If he's not at that level, he's a little bit lower. It's just that pass rusher is a more valued position in the National Football League, so as opposed to running back, where James Conner can come in and say, boom, hey, I'm going to throw, I'm going I'm to run for 150 yards and a, and a couple touchdowns, right? So, right. is this put up or shut up time, trade me or whatever with him? I mean, what, what is the point of this whole, this holdout? He's never going to get big time running back money because running backs don't make big time money. Yeah, I, would, I know, I would agree with you. I, I think, um, you know, even as you kind of sit back and look at it, I don't know what team is going to give him a, a huge contract. So even if he was to sit out for, what is it, 10 games and, and maximize uh, maximize sitting out, I don't know I don't know what benefit he's going to get from it. 
um, other than losing a season, you know, and, and it's the, the problem is I think some of the damage, I know you can recover pretty quickly, but in a locker room, when the players are speaking out the way they are, I think there's definitely some damage being done. And the fact that Connor went out and played, played well, and was really the only bright spot for the Steelers all day was the fact that his performance, I mean, that, um, you know, the fact that they tied probably made Le'Veon Bell smile a little bit, but it didn't make him smile that Connor got 135 yards, two touchdowns, and caught five balls. Um, the, so, so that running back really wasn't the position that held them up. Um, but he's, I, I would, if I was a Steeler fan right now and I saw Connor playing the way he was, and with all the drama that Bell is, is, it's not his fault necessarily. I mean, it's his fault that he's holding out, but all the drama that's being caused in the locker room, I think Tomlin's part of that problem also. Um, I would trade him with the hopes of just getting something for him, and then you can kind of move on from, from the issue. Um, and, and you know, maybe some other team will give him some type of a contract. But if I was a Steeler fan, I think I'd want him to go at this point. If he's not going to show up, I would just trade him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it just makes all the sense in the world to maybe move on from him or sign him um, and just make it and just let, yep. let it happen. I, I think a combination of them could be could be could be interesting if, if you had a combination of those two there, you can flex maybe. them out because he's a great he's a great pass catcher as well. But like again, why do you want to allocate all that? You got to be careful where you allocate your funds because of the salary cap. Even if it goes up, you still need to make sure you have your books in order to to contend for a they long period of time. They should extend Connor. <laughs> how how, how do you imagine? Great. That would go over great. Can you imagine that they extend, they extend the Connor? <laughs> Speaking of extensions, uh, Jimmy G got a big one, right? And um, so did uh, you know, and free agent money as far as uh, Kirk Cousins goes. He made some big. He made some big. Um, um, his his bank role got got huge in the offseason as well. Uh, the Forty Nine ers and Vikings here. You. you as far as Jimmy G goes, first loss, oh my, first loss, whatever, whatever. This is they're not. This kind of showed that they're not a top team. They 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 hung into the game as as much as they could. But do you think, James, this is a this will be a an, a continue of a breakout for Jimmy G, or do you think he comes back to the pack just a little bit so everybody can kind of calm down and not. Have them, you know, wanting Jimmy G to be the next number sixteen in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on the road opening week um, against one of the top defenses and and a very good football team. <laughs> you know, let's not take anything away from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, uh, you know, Garoppolo, yeah, he fell back to earth. Um, do I think he's going to fall to the middle of the pack? No, I still think he's he's one of the top in the, the top third quarterbacks in the league I, I think he he's up there um you know Minnesota's a really good team you know and you're on the road I I have no problems with his performance um they put a lot of pressure on him that defense um you know he yeah he had more yards than Cousins not by many but still he had more yards and the big thing was the three interceptions you know um I'm, I'm still a big fan of Garoppolo I had a couple people texting me saying see we should have traded him. He's not that great. And and my reply to them was, oh, God. Thing. It's like, you're you're on the road. You're in Minnesota. Oh, um, not many not many people are gonna are gonna look very good in Minnesota this year, especially against that defense. Was that the was that the trainer, um, Alex um, Guerrero, whatever his name is? What was that? Was that who made you text you that? Oh my God. Give me a break. So, so I, I, I got a chance to peek into this game a little bit, and I think the biggest one of the biggest moments in the game was he. One of the things that I got to give um, Shanahan credit for is a lot of times with the play action, with the stretch run game, he will play fake and he'll have a lot of time to throw the football. So that's all. But he does a great job of designing um, plays for Garoppolo to have a lot of time in the game. So. He throws the, he, he drops back to the pass. He has a wide open Greg Kittle who had a good game, five catches for ninety yards. And he's and when I say this guy is alone, he's alone like, you know, I can't even tell you. Like, you know, uh, a nerd on, on date night. I mean I, I, I he's a, he's he's by himself on the field. No question about it. And he drops the pass he drops the he drops the pass. I guess yeah. the sun may have gotten his eye the sun's gotten his eye on the very next play. Is a very next play, 
is the pick six. So that a play like that kind of changes the can changes the whole dynamic of the game. The the um the way he escaped pressure and threw the through a, a deep touchdown pass to Pettis, the rookie, um I I the Pac-10 um was impressive. I want to see him bounce back this week. If they if this game is even close this week, when the Lions come to San Francisco. With all the turmoil that's going around the Detroit Lions right now, if that game is close, I think I'd be even though it's the, even though we're in the preseason of the NFL season, I'd be very worried about San Francisco. This game this week should have 27-10 San Francisco written all over it when the Lions visit uh, Santa Clara. Oh yeah, I'm losing no it should be a big big win for the Niners this week. It should be no question about it. Um, thoughts on on the, the Niners and uh, Vikings, uh, Mike? Not a lot left to add. I, I wouldn't uh, – I think, you know, Jimmy G played obviously three picks, but the game was clo- I mean, close at halftime, 10-7. They, they they had their chances, and he doesn't have a lot to work with in the in the running game. I mean, there's um, – a, a lot of the offense they're going to generate is going to be is going to be from him and, and, uh, and, and because of him. So, um, you know, they didn't have a bad running game either. Breida and, uh, and Alfred Morris can run the ball. Um, but there's not like that weapon back there that you're worried about. So especially with uh, McKinnon being injured, so they're you know he's he's going to have to put the ball up quite a bit. And I think that I think they'll be all right. I mean it, it's not like they got blown off the field, and, and the Vikings are going to blow some people out. Um, they didn't play badly on defense. You know, 24-16. That's uh, you know that's respectable on the road uh, against against one of the best teams in the NFC. So I don't I don't know how you can come out of this and say. Um, you know, Jimmy G is terrible or the 49ers aren't for real. They're going to be competitive. I, I just, they're like you said at the beginning, they're just not the upper echelon of the, of the division yet. I mean, however long that might take, they're just not there, but they're, they're a respectable team and they're going to, they're going to be a, a difficult team to beat, but they're going to, you know, they're still going to have their losses. Yeah. So um, let's go to New York with the Giants and the uh, Jaguars. I thought the Giants played, the Giants were in this game. Tough game. I felt like there were there were definitely times where, kind of like where you know Cooper was getting open. I thought Beckham did a great job in this game. Uh, he really he really was explosive in this game. They they they, they just couldn't find a way to get him to get him the ball. Um, a big game this week, uh, James. Going when the on Sunday night football, uh, where you have the Giants going at the Cowboys. Thoughts on the um, the Giants going forward? I I, I thought they played a pretty good game. Just got a, they got a, a tip ball line of scrimmage, get a get a pick six with Miles Jack. Um, can they can they rebound against the Cowboys this week? Well, I think they will. I, I think what you've seen on the field from the Cowboys, you know, they they have no nothing other than to rebound against the Cowboys. Look, the Giants are impressive, and again. You're forgetting that the Giants played against a team that went to the AFC Championship game and has a pretty good defense. Um, I was impressed by Barkley. I was impressed by Beckham. Um, you know, Eli was Eli, just steady out there. Um, and, and they just they just lost to a really really good football team. Um, and if I'm a Giant fan, I have a lot of confidence going into Dallas on Sunday night. I mean, Giant Giants look good. There, there's a lot of there's there's some talent there and. Um, again, you know, you're playing against Blake Bortles. How much does that have to do with it? But Jacksonville's a team that went to the, the AFC championship game last year. They're a very good team and a team that should win their division. And, and the Giants were in the, the whole game. So uh, a lot to look forward to if I'm a Giant fan this year. Barkley looks like to be the real deal. And um, it's, you know, uh, you, they they should beat Dallas this week, no questions asked. Yeah, no question about it. So, Mike, pressure on the Giants this week. I guess I guess to win this game, but the historic. I mean, we we talked about it, or, or, you know, during the week. Dak Prescott is historically horrible in third and long. I mean, he is really bad. They don't have much offense. The one thing I'm worried about is the the Cowboys do have a good pass rush, and Nate Soldier. Um, he needs to go back and look at some of the video of New England because he did not do a good job this week um, in in the game against the Jaguars. But thoughts about the Giants going forward here? Encouraging signs there. Close game. Um, you're playing against Blake Bortles, but now you're playing against a quarterback who is really you – know, he's still not an upper echelon quarterback, no matter what people try to say about Dak Prescott. 
You know, I, I'm going to make a weird. I, I'd agree with you. The, the I'm going to make a weird comparison. I'm going to say the Giants game felt a little bit like. I think as a, as a Giants fan, it felt a little bit like maybe how the Browns felt. The Browns fans felt because you you want to actually. I'm happy that the game was close because they were competitive, but at the same time, the things that seemed to haunt the Giants the last few years stayed the same. Not being able to score touchdowns, they just kicked field goals. Eli's basically average. They weren't able to kind of get over the hump. And the only thing difference, obviously, this is a very good team. So it wasn't like you're looking at the schedule saying, um, oh, this is a win for the Giants. It's actually the opposite. I mean, I would have, I would have picked them losing this game. But even though the, I was encouraged by their two best players, obviously, being emphasized, you know, Beckham had 11 catches and Barkley, big play, and they were able to. So hopefully you're, you're hoping. I mean, the Giants have traditionally the last couple of years really struggled to even get to 20 points. And they didn't, you know, they got to 15. So there's still doubts there. Like, you're like, is this going to happen? Are they going to be able to use their weapons to score points offensively and score touchdowns? Um, and that still remains to be seen going into week two. Um, I hope it's just because the Jaguars defense is that good, which I think it is. Um, they need to be able to come out and put some points up on Dallas. I mean, I, I don't want to see the game in the fourth quarter, 13 to 10 or anything. They, they've got to be able to use um, – use the weapons they have. They should be able to put some points up and, and, and win this game. I'm not going to give – I want them to score in the 20s in this game or else I'm going to be really really concerned about the Giants going forward. 